on Thursday, July 29th, 2021, the humidity was just unbelievable here in the Midwest, especially for the Southern Illinois area. The reason why in Iowa, the dew points were not that high on Thursday is because the temperatures were not that high. The front was already moving through. I don't know how to explain Omaha. Probably the front was uh, dipping, had a more of a southward. It was the center of the front was probably moving more southeast than places in the western part of the front. So probably Omaha didn't get hit with the front as early as some of the places in Iowa were, uh, got hit. That's one thing. Number two is that earlier this year, there have been a lot of floods in southern Illinois and places to the south. And the soil, the moisture in the soil is probably much higher in southern Illinois than it is in Iowa this year. Iowa is much closer to Minnesota. Minnesota has been under an exceptional drought for much of this year. In fact, even Iowa probably has drought conditions. I know northern Illinois has some drought conditions. So that could be an explanation for that. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and just explain something about dew point. Most people are not familiar with dew point. They don't know how to react. They don't know how to react. And what I mean by that is that when you open up a weather map and you see temperatures, people know when to say, wow. So, for example, if it's in the middle of winter and all of a sudden temperatures are in the 7th, let's say it's January 1st, and temperatures 80 degrees, 80s for Illinois, People are like, wow, even in February, even in March, even in March, 80 degrees, the 80s for the whole week, like, wow, it's going to be in the 80s. Okay, in April, 80s also gets a little bit of a wow, but in April, the 90s. If it's in the 90s in April, that's like a wow for Chicago. Whenever temperatures are in the hundreds here in the Midwest, even in July, it's always like, wow, it's in the hundreds. And then when you go into the desert southwest, the hundred and teens gets a little bit of a wow, but really the hundred and twenties is what really gets like a wow, 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 when it's in the hundred and twenties. <laughs> okay, I know that was a... <laughs> so anyways, and what about a hundred and thirty? A hundred and thirty is already lit. The National Weather Service is already like, wow. But let's go check the thermometer to make sure it's accurate. So like the wow, it already loses the wow. The 120s, when you have people looking at it, and a meteorologist who's like, wow, 130, it's, it's less of a wow. Because the first thing that's done is the thermometer is taken in by the National Weather Service to check the accuracy of the thermometer. Like it can't be. It can't be. So like this past year, for example, there was a Shabbos where the temperature at on one thermometer hit 135 degrees in Death Valley, California. And a lot of people were standing there convinced that they were present for the official hottest temperature in history, which really only covers since 1870. And some records were uprooted. But the official highest temperature right now is 134 degrees. And that thermometer said 135. But the National Weather Service says in reality, the high was 129 degrees. They say that thermometer was off. But 129 is still a wow. But once it's 130, it's let's check the thermometer. So what type of a wow does do dew points get for those that are not familiar with dew points? So I could tell you, uh, since I've been observing dew points for a very long time and have been interested in them, that like a dew point of 50 is not deserving of a wow, usually, 
Usually a dew point of 50 is not deserving of any wow. A dew point of 57 would be like maybe up in upper 70s. Wow. If it was in the if the temperature was in the upper 70s. So like it, it, if the temperature in the upper 70s is deserving of a wow. So like in December or January if it's in the upper 70s and so if you have a dew point of 57 in January or something, that's deserving of a wow. Or if you have a dew point of 57 in the desert southwest, that gets a little bit of a wow. But a dew point of 60 is more like an 80 degree wow. That's like equivalent to like seeing 80s in Fairbanks, Alaska in the summertime, which it happens, but it's like cool, cool as in it's warm, it's warm, it's swimming weather. A dew point of 60 degrees. That's officially humid. AccuWeather says a dew point of 57 already is considered slightly humid. But a, dew, but a temperature of 80 degrees here in the Midwest, if the high temperature was 80 degrees in the summertime, that would be like a joke. That's a, that's a cool air mass. That's certainly not a heat wave. So a dew point of 60 is deserving of a wow for many months of the year, January, December, February, March, perhaps even April. And But for many months, it's not deserving of a wow. I would say when the dew point hits probably about 68 degrees or so, that would be like 90 degrees. That's sort of like, wow. The first time it hits 68, I would say. That's upper 60s. That's a, it's like, wow. It's in the upper 60s. It's like, wow, it's 90 degrees. Upper 60s. Upper 60s anytime. December, January, February, March. April, May, uh, you probably have to go a little bit higher than that. I would say a dew point of 72 would be like seeing a 95 degree reading on the on the weather map. It's like, wow, it's in the mid 90s. So the dew point is 72. That seems to be what the dew point is stuck at in St. Louis in the summertime, a lot of times during heat waves. Now, what would it be for it to be 100? So initially I was thinking 75. But no, 75 is like seeing a high in the upper 90s. It's like almost, almost at 100. I would say a dew point of 76. That's like, that's like a wow. 77 already is like seeing a temperature of like 102 on the weather map. That's way up there. The temperature dew point of 77 would be like 102. A dew point of 78 that would be like seeing 105. Chicago had a dew point of 78 this past Thursday. So what type of reaction would that be? That would be like Chicago. Well, how would people react if it was 105 in Chicago? That's the hottest official reading in Chicago. The real hottest temperature in Chicago is 109. But during the year that that 109 took place, the official reporting station was not at Midway, which which it was at 109. It was on the lake where it was only 105. That was back in the 1930s. So then the net, dew point of 79 is like seeing 110 on that weather map. So notice how, by the way, in dew points, the more you go up, the more of a contrast there is between the intensity of how much warmer it makes you feel. So, which is a separate discussion because every degree you go up past 75, it makes the temperature feel two degrees warmer than it actually is. Every degree you go up, every 
three degrees, two or three degrees you go up, and the dew point is 60, it makes the temperature feel one degree warmer than it actually is. So what two to three degrees accomplishes in the dew point area when it's in the 60s is, is less than what one degree accomplishes after 75. A dew point of 79, as pointed out in this podcast previously, is basically as high as it gets in this country. That's as high as it gets in this country. That's That means that, yeah, there are times where the dew points go above 79, but it's a rarity. It's a, it, it maybe happens once a year. It would be like the temperature hitting 100 in St. Louis. It happens every year just for a day or so. It doesn't happen every year, but just about every year for about a day or two, and that's it. So somewhere in this country, you'll probably find a dew point of 80 for a couple days in the summer, and that's about it. A dew point of 82 degrees, I think, is already like seeing 110 on the weather map. So when we the dew point last Thursday in Springfield was 81 degrees, 81 degrees. It's like almost there. It's like mind-boggling humidity. It's stuff that doesn't even occur on the Gulf Coast except maybe once every few years, and it's happening in Springfield. And then the dark sky weather map showed towns where it was at 83 degrees in Illinois. That's already past, that would be equivalent to seeing temperatures past 110 here. That's like the type of wow, wow, wow. That's already like at least making temperatures feel 24 degrees warmer than they actually are, perhaps even 27 degrees warmer than they actually are. And I would say a dew point of 86 or higher would be like seeing a 120 degree temperature on the weather map. That's just, and so on, that's just way up there. So on Friday, when that dew point was reported of 87 degrees, either on the Red Sea or the Persian Gulf, that was like seeing 120s on a weather map. It's just like very, it's rare and it's very intense. I want to explain uh, after we got through that Irish guy. Uh, this part's not an Irish guy. How does the dew point work? Well, the way the body cools itself off, it's called evaporative cooling. That's how it cools itself off. When you sweat, it's not the sweat that cools you off. It's the evaporation of the sweat. That means the quicker the evaporation could take place, the more efficient the body's air conditioning will be. The more efficient the natural air conditioning of the body will be. The quickest, the, the quicker the sweat evaporates. The more humid it is, the slower that sweat evaporates. Therefore, the body loses part of its mechanism to cool itself off. So it, things become very dangerous when dew points start getting above. Things are extremely uncomfortable when dew points are like 72 or higher. But when dew points are above 77 or so, 77 or higher, or maybe 78 or higher, it's it's beyond just uncomfortable. It's really dangerous. The body really barely has any mechanism at all to cool itself off. The effects of humidity intensify as the temperature gets warmer. So it, if the temperature is 80 degrees and the dew point's 80, I don't know what the heat index would be, but it could be the heat index would only be something like 96. The temperature feels 16 degrees warmer than it actually is. But if the temperature would be 90 and the dew point 80, the temperature would feel 20 degrees warmer than it actually is. And if the temperature was 100 and the dew point was 80, the temperatures would feel even more than 20 degrees warmer than they actually are. The definition of the dew point is the temperature at which uh, the conditions become saturated. The, the temperature at which the environment 
would be holding 100% relative humidity. Relative humidity is relative. It's humidity that's relative. The warmer the air temperature, the more water moisture it can hold because heat expands. So just like a large jar could hold more water than a small jar, so hot air could hold more water than cold air. So when the temperature is 90 degrees and the relative humidity is 50%, that is holding the exact amount of water that 70 degrees is holding with 100% relative humidity. If, the, if it's uh, 70 degrees and there's 100% relative humidity and then suddenly the temperature would rise to 90, the relative humidity would drop to 50% that, and the dew point would be 70 degrees. That's how it works. So if the temperature, the temperature can never be lower than the dew point and when the temperatures are under 60, it can never be humid. There will be a moist feeling, I've noticed, if the relative humidity is high. So relative humidity has some significance. And I think when dew points are in the 60s and the, rel the relative humidity, I think, plays a role when you're dealing with dew points in the 60s. I think the when you have high relative humidity, plus the dew points are in the 60s, so temperatures are also like near 70, you can you feel the humidity. Whereas if it's in the 90s and dew points are in the 60s, especially in the 100s and dew points are in the 60s, sometimes it feels most like a dry heat almost, yet there still might be a little bit of a heat index. So the relative humidity plays a role, I think, in terms of how it feels sometimes, sometimes in, extreme, in borderline situations, the relative humidity will play a role in how it feels. But once it's really humid, dew points are in the 70s, it's going to feel humid no matter what, no matter what the relative humidity is. Even if the relative humidity is under 50%, it's still going to feel humid. Okay, we have increased this. Uh, it was really a 10-minute dew point discussion, and it has now become a 25-minute dew point discussion. But uh, um, so... I, there's one more thing that I was thinking of that I wanted to point out that I've noticed that the dew points on the coast are always, the highest dew points on the coast are always, when I say always, I think about 95% of the time, maybe 100% of the time, are, are about 10 degrees lower than the water temperatures. So, and the Gulf of Mexico has solid water temperatures. It's not like Lake Michigan where it's 80 degrees on the Chicago shoreline and mid-60s out in the middle of the lake, which I think the newspaper had it wrong the other day when it said it was 80 in the middle of the lake and 60s on the shoreline. I think they might have had it wrong. Maybe they didn't, but usually it could be warmer on the shoreline, mid-60s out in the lake. So if you have winds coming in off Lake Michigan, I don't... So the, maybe Lake Michigan... Could, I would think, could certainly produce dew points in the 50s. That might be as high as it can get. Maybe winds off of Lake Michigan could get dew points in the 60s in the month of August. That is possible. But the real humidity, when it gets humid here in Chicago, it's not because winds are off the lake. It's because winds are off of the Gulf of Mexico. I know it's a 1,000 miles away, but that doesn't matter. And when you have the humidity coming in off the Gulf of Mexico, going over all the Midwest vegetation, that maintains the dew points. And then when it reaches the cornfields in Iowa, by the time it gets to Iowa, a lot of times those dew points start to go up. The reason, what's the reason why the dew points by a cornfield are going to be higher than dew points on the Gulf Coast? So it's very simple. It's very simple, but it's a hop. It's a 
it's something you never, people never would have thought of in a million years and until they observe it. You would think if you're by a body of very, very warm water, that's going to be where the highest dew points are. But then when you take a look at the weather map and you see during intense heat waves, only during intense heat waves, the highest dew point, the 80 degree dew points are not on the Gulf. You won't find 80, 80 degree dew points on the Gulf except for maybe once a year. If there are to be 80 degree dew points in this country, they will be occurring in Iowa on the cornfields. Or we have to add Illinois. Illinois, I drive to St. Louis, it's all cornfields. So Illinois also, and that's what happened on that's what happened on Thursday. We have dew points low to mid-80s in Missouri, in Iowa, even in southeast Nebraska. There might have even been some bordering states south of Illinois and Missouri, a little tiny area there, perhaps that had dew points near 80. So we have that's where you're going to see those dew points of 80. Why? And the reason is because the dew point, the temperature can never be lower than the dew point. So therefore, if in and the, the temperatures are never going to be warmer than the water, the air coming in off of water temperature off of the ocean, the, that air temperature is going to be about what the water temperature is. So the air coming in off the Gulf of Mexico is going to be about 88 degrees or so. Okay, I don't know why the dew points are not 88. I, I thought of a theory maybe because the humid air is actually lighter than drier air. It's the opposite of what you would think. So the humid air rises. So it could be the dew points are 88, but that air goes above. In the So the surface air has dew points of 78 about 10 degrees lower. Occasionally, the Gulf of Mexico has some 90-degree water temperatures. That's when you'll see an 80-degree dew point. But generally, it's in the upper 80s, so, so the dew points remain in the upper 70s. When you get to the corn, but one thing for sure is the dew points would never go higher than the upper 80s or 90. They're usually in the upper 70s. When you get to the cornfields, there is no limit. There's no limit because the, the cornfields get as hot as the air temperature is. So, and they're producing tons and tons of moisture. Because remember, you could have a billion miles of water, it doesn't, but only the top layer is going to be evaporating. In terms of how much moisture is being produced into the environment, it doesn't matter how deep that water is. The, you could, it could be the cornfield is producing the same amount of moisture. It's not, but it is producing massive amounts. I forgot exactly how much it was. I had a previous podcast on this, but it's... The ocean does produce more evaporation, but the cornfields do produce enormous evaporation of water. So, therefore, dew points are higher on the cornfields. But you do need air from the Gulf of Mexico to start it off. That you, we're never going to hit 70, 70 degree dew points without air off the Gulf of Mexico. Those, the vegetation here in the Midwest could probably get dew points perhaps up to 60, and those cornfields could probably increase it into the mid, maybe even upper 60s, but not 70. But when you have those 70 degree dew points, or by late summer, by now, mid July onward, or late July, dew points coming in off the Gulf, 75 degrees or even higher. And those dew points are maintaining because of the vegetation. They're maintaining mid and upper 70s when that goes over the cornfields. So then that's when you get those dew points in the mid 80s. All right, <laughs> this has been 31 minutes. I wish everybody a great day. Thank you for listening. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll explain it better some other time if you have people have an interest. 
let's just say one more thing, okay? The area in the world which has the highest dew points is the Persian Gulf and the Red Sea. The reason for that is because the water temperatures in the Persian Gulf are warmer than the Gulf of Mexico by at least five degrees, sometimes even more. So they're generally closer to 93 degrees. They're generally in the low 90s, but mid 90s, sometimes it's been in the upper 90s. So if water temperatures are in the 90s, the dew points on the coast to there are going to be, again, 10 degrees lower than the water temperatures. So dew points are going to be in the 80s. The one place besides the Midwest Corn Belt where you have dew points in the 80s, despite the fact it's not on any water, the other place that I've noticed... Wednesday, August 11th, Persian Gulf levels humidity has made its way into the Midwest as dew points went into the low and even the mid 80s. We had counties in Iowa, which were reporting Fairfield, Iowa reported a dew point of 86 degrees. 86 degrees is the type of dew point you would find on an island if it's surrounded by water with the water temperature of 96 degrees. Generally, it's about 10 degrees lower than the water temperatures. So this is the type of stuff that we don't even get in the Gulf of Mexico. Those water temperatures are in the upper 80s usually, perhaps 90 degrees, so dew points are usually peak dew points in the upper 70s. That's when you look at the islands off of Florida, the islands off of Florida, not Miami Beach, but the islands, a lot of times you'll see dew points 78, maybe even 79 degrees. Galveston, Texas, when the winds are from the right direction, it has the halachic status, it has the din of an island. It has, it's as if it's an island. So you'll see dew points sometimes 79 degrees. Corpus Christi, Texas also. But 80 degrees is more rare. And 81 degrees also. But sometimes you do get water temperatures 91 degrees in the Gulf of Mexico. Persian Gulf is a whole new world. Water temperatures go up into the mid and upper 90s. Right now we have a water temperature on this by this city. It's an island. It starts with a D. Water temperature in the Persian Gulf, 94 degrees. And you'll see the dew point many times is 84 degrees in that city. Dubai also in the United Arab Emirates sometimes reports dew points about 84 degrees. But those dew, dew points over there fluctuate. And uh, we have some cities over there which have enormous fluctuation in dew points stuff that it's unimaginable going from dew points in the 30s to the 80s to the 30s to the 80s all within a day and i'll tell you the truth i think i really think any forecaster for those cities should just forget about air temperatures that's not the the point of a forecast is to tell you how hot it's going to be the air temperatures are going to be 110 you know all the dew points, that's what the forecast should be in a city like that. You have some cities over there, which when the winds are from the south or the west, the, the dew points go down into the 30s. And when the winds are from the, um, from the east, from the north, or the depending on where the city is, the, with, when the winds are off the water, dew points go into the 80s. When they're not off the water, the desert dryness comes in and dew points drop into the 30s. You know, that's the difference... Dew points in the 80s, we're talking about temperatures feeling 30 degrees warmer than they actually are. Dew points in the 30s, temperatures feel up to 15 degrees cooler than they actually are, provided there's no wind. So you know, the forecast should be in dew point. That's it. When you're dealing with places like that, I even think that forecast should be in dew points in the cornfields of Iowa. Uh, 
when dew points start to get this high. 86 degree dew point again, plenty of low to mid 80 dew points in Iowa. The Chicago metropolitan area had dew points of 82 degrees. Kankakee, Illinois, 80 degree dew point in Valparaiso, Indiana. The official dew point in Chicago, the highest at O'Hare Airport and in South Bend, 79 degrees. The hottest temperature yesterday, 92 degrees in Chicago. At the time that it was 92, the, the dew point was 76 degrees, producing a heat index of 104. And in South Bend, the dew point was 77 and a temperature of 92, producing a heat index of 105. The winds, however, were between 12 and 15 miles per hour. Those types of winds make the temperatures feel at least the evaporative cooling effect increases making temperatures feel three degrees. It has a three degree evaporative cooling effect. That means the wet bulb temperature decreases. It goes down three degrees when you have 15 mile per hour winds. That, that's a scientific accurate, that's, that's a objective. Three degrees is objective. There's an, so at least three degrees cooler, the heat index might've been 104, but the evaporative cooling effect did not have the same, was not on a 104 degree level, it was only a 101 degree level. The heat index chart is made for wind speeds of 5.6 miles per hour. You know, come to think of it, the wet bulb temperature decreases one degree when the winds are 5.6 miles per hour. So, let's change that. We're gonna say it felt two degrees Galveston, Texas, in my opinion, tends to get the highest humidity. Actually, this year I've noticed Corpus Christi, Texas also, tends to get these dew points even higher than 75 degrees. There's some islands off the coast of Florida that also tend to get these dew points higher than 75. But what you will almost never see is a dew point of 80. I always check, like, are we going to hit 80? Is it going to hit 80? And I see it's 77, 78, and then I'll find one. One little county, oh, 79. If there's a little county where it's 79, there's got to be a place where it's 80. But no, no, you look and look and look, there is no 80 degree dew point. It always, it gets up to 79 and that's it. For this country, 79 and that's it. And then you go into Mexico on the coast. You see on the coast of Mexico, it goes 79, 77, 78, 78. And then there's this little city. I don't know the name of it. It's all the way down. Uh, it's pretty far down and it's facing north. The, the ocean, the beach in this city would be the northern part of the city, kind of similar to what it is. Well, in Chicago, it's the east. This city would be the north maybe northeast, that little town will get a dew point of 80. It's frequently at 80. I think I've even seen it at 81 degrees. And that pretty much takes care of the North American, Central American, South American dew points will get about 80 or 81 degrees, which is extremely high dew points. I mean, we know how what humidity feels like even here in Chicago, and that's when dew points are about 70 degrees. Here's the thing. This is remarkable. Chicago, Illinois, Tom Skilling is reporting in the Tribune newspaper, Chicago, Illinois got a dew point of 78. 
eight degrees yesterday. I want to point out that in a 90 degree heat, a dew point of 75 generally makes the temperature feel 10 degrees warmer than it is. 76, 12 degrees, 77, 14 degrees, and a dew point of 78 would make the temperature feel 16 degrees warmer than it actually is. That's when temperatures are in between 90 and 95. Temperatures were not in between 90 and 95 yesterday, so therefore the humidity actually has less of an effect. On the temperatures when they're under 90 degrees, so the heat index, the humidity, did not make the temperatures feel 16 degrees warmer than they actually were. It, but I would assume at least 10 degrees warmer than what they actually were. This dew point, however, occurred probably after midnight. I don't even know if people felt it. People were, everybody was sleeping during this time. So this occurred Wednesday night. Wednesday night, probably like two, three, four a.m. The dew points then dropped. They started to rise again just before the cold front went through, and then the dew points started dropping. It was humid yesterday. Dew points between seventy and seventy-five for most of the day. The highest dew point I saw on the dark sky weather map for Chicago. I went hour by hour by hour, just kept the highest dew point I saw was seventy-six degrees. But Tom Skilling says that at one point the dew point hit seventy-eight degrees. Both Dew points are really high. The highest dew point ever in Chicago was 83 degrees, which is occurred during the heat wave of 1995. So the North American area, we get a dew point of 79. Now during heat waves, some in the the cornfields of Iowa, it is common. I feel that it's common. To see dew points of 80 degrees or higher, 82 degrees, sometimes even 83. The heat wave of 1995 produced a, a dew point of 90 degrees in Wisconsin, in Appleton, Wisconsin. The dew point hit 90 degrees. I think that was during the heat wave of 1995. The dew point again in Chicago was 83 degrees. That was a that was like a freak occurrence. That heat wave, where just unusually high dew points occurred. I want to speak a little bit more about the dew points in the Midwest yesterday, but before we get there, I'm just going to remark that, you know, going on to the Persian Gulf, that's where even by the Red Sea, you'll see a lot this time of the year. I, I happen to, to notice today, the dew points tend to be above 80 degrees. 81, 80, and 81, and 82 degrees was what I saw was most common. There was some 83s as well. There was one 84. And there was one place which had a dew point of the dew point was a sauna-like 87 degrees. Now realize the temperature always has to be higher than the dew point, so the temperature had to be at least 87 degrees. But usually, it's significantly higher than 87 degrees. Now, how high is a real field temperature? A dew point of 80, I would say, makes the temperature feel approximately 20 degrees warmer than it actually is. I would estimate a dew point of 87 makes the temperature feel about 34 degrees warmer than it actually is, no matter what. At least 34 degrees warmer than what it actually is. Maybe even higher than that. 
Maybe, I, I think higher than that, but let's say at least 34 degrees warmer than it actually is. You could easily look it up online. Let's say the temperature probably was 95. So let's say the heat index is probably pretty close to 130 degrees uh, in, in the shade. The heat index in the shade in that in that city now, and it is about sunset, maybe even later than sunset. It's about 130 degrees in that city now. If we these estimates are right with the temperature and well, the dew point is 87 degrees. So that is brutal stuff, and those are the types of dew points you find. Do the 80 degree dew point stuff is not things that you see in this country. It's it's like one time events in this country. Maybe once a year you'll find a dew point of 80 degrees in places like Florida, Galveston, Texas. You might even see a dew point every now and then of 80 degrees, but it is rare. It is a true rarity. The area, it's the Persian Gulf and the Red Sea, those areas where you get 80 degree dew points. India as well, that must be mentioned because it's never, it's usually never mentioned anywhere because the places which are receiving the 80 degree dew points are not on the coast in India. A place like New Delhi, India frequently has dew points of 80 and 81 degrees, especially during monsoon season, such as what's been happening this past week. Let's come back to the United States now. So yesterday, the dew points were very high in the Midwest. Very high, as we pointed out in Chicago, 78. Now, if it's 78 here, where are we going to find the highest dew points here in the Midwest? So I know automatically you go to Iowa. Iowa, of course. But it wasn't. It wasn't in Iowa. The dew points, those cornfields, what, what's going on? I don't know. It wasn't in Iowa. I, it was even higher in Chicago than in Iowa, higher in Chicago than in Wisconsin. What area in this country had the highest dew points? Right around Springfield, Illinois, the dew point was 81 degrees yesterday. But it doesn't stop there. 6 o'clock p.m., according to the dark sky weather map, 6 o'clock p.m. yesterday, dew points in a few areas on the Missouri-Illinois state line, both some counties in Missouri and Illinois reported a dew point of 83 degrees. Now, how does that happen? I, th I, I think, uh, how does that happen? A dew point of 83. Why? Why is the dew point 83? I'll tell you, there's another city which had a dew point of 80 degrees. This city is a major... First of all, one of these cities which had a dew point of 80... Springfield, Illinois, that's a normal city. It's not just a little town in the middle of nowhere. 81 degrees. Quincy, Illinois, or Hannibal, Missouri, had a dew point, I believe it was 83, but at least 81 degrees. But Omaha, Nebraska is probably the most significant city which had a dew point of 80 degrees and there were some Lincoln Nebraska as well I believe hit 80 degrees yesterday they that's the area in this country which had the highest dew points but it's mainly in Illinois mainly in Illinois especially the southern half of Illinois you'll see an area a solid area of 80 degree dew points in Illinois there are cornfields here in Illinois as well uh, so we, I blame the cornfields without a doubt. 
but the dew points were really high in Chicago as well of 78 degrees. On the dark sky weather map, only 76 degrees. Okay, now, and you go to the Gulf Coast, by the way, you look at all those states, you won't see dew points that high. There were dew points, that, okay, dew point 76, yes, dew points of 80, no. I couldn't find it anywhere, nowhere. A dew point of 80, only in Illinois, Missouri, and that little town in, uh, in Nebraska. We had uh, Lincoln and in Omaha, dew points hit 80 degrees. Why is it so rare to have 80 degree dew points in this country? Why? Why do we not experience, but yet the other countries by the Red Sea and the Persian Gulf, they do experience 80 degree dew points well into the 80s and we don't. What's wrong over here? We have the Gulf of Mexico. So what exactly is wrong? The Gulf of Mexico is really, really warm waters. So first, I, maybe I should explain what dew point is like I did in the previous podcast, a couple other podcasts. Uh, I'll say it very quickly. The dew point is the most accurate way to measure humidity in the air. It's the temperature at which the environment would become saturated. So again, we have a large jar holds more water than a small jar. Heat expands. So the warmer it is, the larger the air molecules are, the more water vapor it could hold. Relative humidity is how much water vapor is the air holding compared to what it could hold. So what you end up with is 90 degrees with a relative humidity of 50%. Relative humidity of 50% makes is a usually the dew points about 20 degrees lower than the temperature. It's that's not a, a hundred percent exactly correct. It, it depends on what the temperature is. But if you have an air temperature of 90 degrees, relative humidity 50%, that's holding as much water vapor as 70 degrees could hold. So the relative humidity of 100% when the temperature is 70 would produce a relative humidity of 50% when the temperature is 90. And a lot of times, by the way, a 90 degree heat in the afternoon drops to 70 at night. So it's not uncommon to see the relative humidity close to 100% in the morning and then drop to 50% in the afternoon. It's not that the humidity is dropping, the humidity is staying the same. The only difference is, is the relative humidity. Relative humidity is important, uh, more so, I think it's more important for weather forecasters and dealing with the environment, how much the, uh, what are the chances that the precipitation will be evaporating before it touches the ground. And it's more important for forecasters. It doesn't play, to my knowledge, it does not play a significant role in, in, for our purposes in terms of how the air feels. The only time it would play a significant role is when we're dealing with borderline humidity. So dew points of 60 or higher are considered humid. Dew points of 70 or higher or 72 or higher are considered oppressive, sometimes maybe even upper 60s. So when dew points are in the 70s, it's going to feel humid no matter what. When dew points are in the 60s, it's going to feel humid. But when temperatures get really hot, it's not going to feel humid. It's going to feel more dry. There still will be a heat index of a degree or two, but it's going to feel a little bit more dry. The relative humidity is so low. In the morning, it's going to feel humid. 
And when dew points are in the 60s, I think you do need a higher relative humidity in order for it to feel, for it to have that moist feeling. And I think if, if it's in the upper 50s with a relative humidity of 100%, I think it's also going to have that moist feeling as well. So I think that's where the relative humidity plays a role in comfort level in, uh, when dew points are in the 60s and also in the winter in terms of that damp feeling. But again, we go back to our question is why are dew points higher than 80 so rare here in this country? Now, one thing you have to realize is that the temperature always has to be higher than the dew point. So the only time dew points of 80 degrees could occur is if the basically the nighttime lows are going to be 80 degrees. I mean, the dew points, the dew points will prevent high dew points will prevent the temperatures from dropping too low at night. The the air temperature might be able to drop the dew point by a degree or two but they will prevent those temperatures from dropping. So what you need to have an 80 degree dew point, basically what you need is a body of warm water. The coastal cities I've noticed on the Gulf of Mexico tend to have dew points which are 10 degrees lower than the water temperature. Now why should that be? Why can't it be they have dew points which are equivalent to the water temperature? The air temperatures that come off of the water are about the same as the water temperature. So if you have the water temperature is 88 degrees in the Gulf of Mexico, the wind comes in off the water at nighttime, that air temperature will be, I guess since it's night, it will be a little bit less than 88, maybe at the coast, maybe 86, something like that. And during the day, because the sun is out, a little bit higher, let's say 90. But what about in terms of the moisture level? You have air coming in off of a body of water, uh, hundreds of miles of a body of water, which has been 88 degrees. So let's say the dew point should be pretty close to 88, maybe 80, maybe also 86 or something like that. I think the that the humid. Well, I know that humidity, humid air is, is lighter than drier air. I know we don't tend to think like that, but it is. So a baseball will fly higher in a humid air mass than in a dry air mass. It's counterintuitive, but that's the way it is. So that humid air rises above dry air. So I think the real humid air goes a little bit above the surface. And then on the surface, we're left with very humid air, but not as humid as what just came off of the water. That's what I think. But in any case, it's about 10 degrees lower than the water temperatures. So the water temperatures, for example, today, 86 degrees in one part of Texas, 89 degrees in a different part. And then off the coast of Florida, it's very similar. There's one part which is 85, and I would imagine Miami is probably close to 90 by now, maybe even 90. I think maybe one time I've heard of a 91 degree water temperature, but the water temperatures tend to be in the upper 80s. So the dew points right on the coast are going to be in the upper 70s. They're not really going to hit 80. On occasion, they might hit 80. The There's only... So why are dew points in the 70s so common? It's because we have a clear mechanism in this country to produce 70-degree dew points. We have, it's just a natural phenomenon. When winds come in off the Gulf of Mexico, we're going to have 70-degree dew points. There's only one variable needed, winds off of the Gulf of Mexico. That's all you need. And then you have 70-degree dew points. That's it. 
To produce 80 degree dew points, you need at least two variables. You need winds coming in off of the Gulf of Mexico, and they continue blowing and blowing and blowing into Iowa. If you can get those winds to go into the cornfields of Iowa, and there's no drought, it's a year of a successful corn crop, that's when we get dew points in the 80s. The cornfields, are they are able to bring the dew points higher into the 80s. Cornfields are like a the most ideal, nothing could be greater than a cornfield to raise the dew point. There's like nothing that could possibly exist that could raise the dew point so high. No matter what is going on, the cornfield will always be able to raise the dew point. And the reason is because cornfields produce enormous amount of, it's, uh, it starts with the tea, but we'll just call it the, the plants are evap, they are, uh, are sweating, plant sweat, I forgot, it's, there's a word for it, and that sweat is evaporating. It doesn't produce quite as much as the ocean does, not quite as much. But remember, the fact that the ocean's 5,000 feet deep, that doesn't increase the evaporation rate. You just need a, a little bit of water on the surface for there to be evaporation. So the ocean's producing evaporation. The cornfield's also producing enormous amounts of evaporation. The thing with the cornfield is that the cornfield is just as hot as the air temperature. So therefore, the dew points could go much higher. The maximum dew point ever coming off the Gulf is, can't be higher than the water temperature. It can't be higher than the air temperature. So I think the highest dew point ever recorded in this country was a dew point in 90 degrees, which occurred in Louisiana and in Wisconsin. So probably there was water temperature of 90, and that particular time somehow the dew point ended up being 90. That air did not end up going higher than the surface. It ended up being on the surface 90 degrees. So the cornfield could raise the dew points of about, to raise it usually around 5 degrees. And then if you have solid vegetation with uh, moisture uh, in the soil, going all the way from Louisiana, and there's no drought into Arkansas. You can maintain the 78 degree dew point coming in off the Gulf of Mexico. It could maintain, it could remain 78, probably drop a little bit into Missouri, 75, but then it hits the cornfields and it goes up from 78 to 83 degrees, sometimes even from 75 to 83 degrees. When you have places by the Persian Gulf and the Red Sea, so there you have the water temperatures are hotter and therefore the dew points are higher. Dew points are in the 80s because the water temperatures are in the 90s. And if they would have cornfields there as well, those cornfields would also raise the dew point by 5 degrees. They don't have cornfields over there as far as I know. So you have the dew points coming in off the water in the low 80s, sometimes mid 80s, but usually low 80s. If there would be a cornfield there, you would have dew points approaching 90 degrees over there. Maybe there are some type of cornfield. I don't know. But they don't have the cornfield. So dew points in the 80s are very rare over here. And that's because the Gulf of Mexico, although it's very warm water, the highest it gets is in the upper 80s. That's probably because it's further north of the equator than the Persian Gulf and the Red Sea, especially the Persian Gulf. That's probably further south, so the winter temperatures remain warmer. That gives the summertime a uh, head start. Also, you're dealing with desert heat over there. 
you're dealing with uh, air temperatures in many of these cities in the hundred and teens, hundreds. Here in the in the Gulf states, we have temperatures in the nineties. So hundreds and hundred and teens is going to raise those water temperatures much higher. We could deal with why is it like that. I think part of it is the fact that it doesn't rain over there. They have a dry season, so that's part of it. So the highest dew points would be to move a cornfield over there. The cornfield will always raise the dew points, no matter what, because it doesn't. There's no limit to it, provided it's hot in Iowa. It has to be hot where those cornfields are. Last week we saw the highest dew points in Illinois because Illinois remained south of the front. It was hot in Missouri, Illinois. Temperatures were in the mid 90s, upper 90s. Places, many places down south were approaching 100. In in Iowa, that was already after thunderstorm complexes moved through. Which after that moves through, the dew points drop by thunderstorms. There's an outflow. Dew points go way down by thunderstorms. Not way, they go significantly down. You could see a dew point drop by five degrees after a thunderstorm. So the relative humidity goes up, but the dew points drop because the air temperatures drop. And also, there's the outflow. The air from the upper atmosphere blows downward. That's that's when the air temperatures really drop. Uh, perhaps a few hours after a thunderstorm, those dew points get higher again. But so that's the answer. We have a natural mechanism in place in this country to produce 70s dew points in the 70s. It's part of the it's part of just the normal weather cycle here in this country. We don't have anything which is part of a weather cycle in this country to produce 80 degree dew points. We need to have two variables in place. And therefore, it doesn't always happen. You also have to have certain conditions for those two variables. There can't be a drought. There, th- this year, Minnesota, there's a drought that's going to affect the corn crop. So there's different things that have to happen. Nonetheless, dew points do in the 80s do happen and are probably mo- most common in Iowa, perhaps Wisconsin. I'll have to double check with the Illinois after seeing what happened last week in Missouri. In any case, um, that brings this podcast to an end. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest. This Sunday, August 15th, nature always finds a way of balancing itself out. So, for example... For example, if you see in a month, the month starts off with the hottest temperatures ever. The hottest, let's say the, let's, for example, let's say it's Fairbanks, Alaska, normal high is 75 uh, for for July. And then the first two weeks of July, the high temperatures in the mid 90s for the first two weeks of July. Okay. So now all the headlines come out, all the papers it all says uh, hottest, hottest two weeks on record. It's ne- it never happened before. We have the hottest two weeks on record. It's been 95 degrees basically every single day for the past two weeks. Temperatures are 20 degrees above normal. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now we go to the next two weeks of the month. And every single day, now remember normal 75. Every single day is 55 for the high and 35 for the low. Every single day is mid-50s. So now the headlines, so this is media uh, fantasy stuff, because now the headlines in in all the papers are going to say coldest 
coldest two weeks on record in history. So now we got two headlines for the month of July, okay? Plus, we got a chance to throw in the man-made global warming stuff twice. We, th- this is due to gl- uh, man-made global warming, okay? The second part is due to man-made global warming. Okay, now, now let's, <laughs> then we average out all the temperatures, and it comes to be exactly normal. Average high, 75. Average low, 55. So that's probably worthy of another headline. Like, since when has it been normal? Like, how, since when is it average exactly normal? You can even make a third headline or something like that. So nature has a way of balancing itself out. And uh, it, it happens to be with the climate change thing. So it, the, what really is happening is it balances itself out but it ends up still being a, like a half a degree too warm, something like that. So, and uh, gradually increasing over the decades according to whatever method they're using. There's different methods that are used to calculate what the average temperature is. So this is something that's always been happening. And it's something that makes a lot of sense. I mean, at, at first it's like, wow. But then you think about it again and it makes a lot of sense because you have the jet stream and the jet stream whenever it makes a dip it has to go it has to bubble up right next to where it makes a dip because it it's it's like you have a rope you pull part of it down so another part's going to go up i guess it doesn't have to be that way but that's the way it is so the area which is which is north of the jet stream is getting unseasonably cold air and, the, and then there's areas which are normally not south of the jet stream, but now they are south of the jet stream. They're getting unseasonably warm air. And weather goes from west to east. So it's very possible. It makes perfect sense to say that the first two weeks will be like this, and the next two weeks will be like that. Okay, so I accept that when it comes to temperature. But we had what happened this past week is something very interesting because it kind of took place in regards to dew point. Now, I would love to look up what the average dew point in Chicago is in the summer. I think the average dew point is 63. Or let me put it like this. This past July, the average dew point was 63. The average dew point in St. Louis, I think, was 69, and it's usually 67. So, okay, we would have to look up what the average dew point is. But I didn't know... If nature has a way of balancing itself out, if that would apply to dew point. Apparently, it applies to everything. It's just when it comes to temperature, there's an actual way to figure it out. There's an actual way to handle it so that it makes sense. It makes sense. There's a jet stream. When it comes to dew point, so the question really is, why does it make sense by dew point too? Or let's say like this. There's something like fishy almost or spooky, about the fact that the highest dew points in many, many years, the most humid air mass ever, took place a few days ago, and now the driest air of the summer is here. Dew points are in the 40s, and they took place right next to each other. The the very next air mass, the next air mass that entered Chicago after this super high dew point air was this dew points in the 40s, the, the lowest dew points of the summer. Now, there might have been a transition air mass. There was forecast to be a transition air mass. There kind of was, but then the dew points went right back up close to 80 degrees by Wednesday night already. And this air started to come in 
on Friday. But the air masses are right next to each other. So I thought there was something interesting of how things, why, why is it like that? What's causing it to be like that? And uh, Thursday afternoon, August 26th. What exactly would a person expect to see if they were to walk into a sauna in one of these workout places, like a real sauna, a steam room? What exactly would the dew point be? So I want to start off like this. First of all, we know that the dew point is the most accurate way to measure humidity. It is not relative humidity. Relative humidity is all relative as to where it sounds like. The dew point is actually telling us the amount of what the temperature the temperature would be at that point, that's the temperature it would have to be for the situation to become saturated, for the atmosphere to become saturated, for the atmosphere to have 100% relative humidity, that's the temperature that it would have to be. The warmer the temperature, the more water vapor it can hold because the heat expands. So when you have a temperature of 90 degrees, a relative humidity of 50%, 50% usually will produce a dew point of a approximately 20 degrees less than the air temperature. So that would be a dew point of 70 degrees. That would be the same amount of water vapor that 70 degrees with a 100% relative humidity would hold. So 70 degrees, 100% of what 70 degrees could hold is a mere 50% of what 90 degrees can hold. So first the question is, at what point does the humidity start to make conditions feel warmer than what they actually are? And how does that happen? So it happens through an, a process called evaporative cooling. The body actually cools itself off by sweating, but it's not sweat that cools us off. It's evaporative cooling. It's the evaporation of that sweat. The evaporation of the sweat actually is a natural air conditioner to the body. The quicker that sweat evaporates, the cooler you are going to feel. But the more humidity there is in the air, the harder it is for the sweat to evaporate. Therefore, there's a reduction in the natural air conditioner that we have, and that's what causes temperatures to feel warmer. When the dew point is 60 degrees, temperatures feel about one degree warmer than what they actually are. A dew point of 70 degrees, temperatures feel about five degrees warmer than what they actually are. A dew point of 75 degrees, temperature feels about 10 degrees warmer than what they actually are. A dew point of 80 degrees, about 20 degrees warmer than what it actually is. A dew point of 85 degrees, about 30 degrees warmer than where it actually is, maybe more, maybe 40, I'm not sure, but at least 30. And a dew point of 90 would be at least 40 degrees warmer than what it actually is, possibly 50 degrees warmer than what it actually is. The highest dew point that's ever been recorded here in, on this planet in the outside is 95 degrees. The question is, what would the dew point be in a sauna, I think that in a sauna, the relative humidity, I think, is 100%. That's what I think. The relative humidity is 100%. And the air temperature is about 109 degrees. I think. So I think the dew point would be 109 degrees, which is... Now, the question is, how? what would the, what, what would the heat index be? So... We know for the, the uh, for every two degrees we go higher than 60 degrees, the heat index is going to be one degree 
up. So 60 degrees makes the temperature feel one degree warmer than it actually is. A dew point of 62 would be two degrees. It might actually be a dew point of 63 would make it feel two degrees. A dew point of 70 is about five degrees. When you, when you hit 70, it goes one degree per degree. So 71 degrees makes the temperature feel six degrees warmer than it is. 72 degrees, seven degrees warmer than it is. Then when you hit 75 degrees, it's 10 degrees warmer. But then for every degree you go up, it makes the temperature feel two more degrees warmer. So it's, Dew point of 76 would be 12 degrees warmer. Dew point of 77, 14 degrees warmer. A dew point of 78, 16 degrees warmer. Then when you hit the dew point of 80, temperatures feel 20 degrees warmer than what they actually are. When you go past a dew point of 80, I'm not familiar enough with the system to know with whether it, whether it continues going plus two or perhaps we graduate to a new stage of plus three. Perhaps a dew point of 81 degrees makes the temperature feel 23 degrees warmer than what it actually is. But let's pretend like it doesn't. Let's pretend a dew point of 81 degrees, we continue the pattern which started at the dew point of 75. So dew point of 81 makes the temperature feel 22 degrees warmer. Dew point of 85 would make the temperature feel 30 degrees warmer. 90, 40 degrees warmer. A dew point of, a dew point of 95, 50 degrees warmer. A dew point of 160 degrees warmer. Dew point of 105, 70 degrees warmer. A dew point of 110, 80 degrees warmer than what it actually is. So if that pattern would continue, so we would say a, dew, a temperature of 110 with a heat index of 190. But, which would be, sound, it sounds about right, because if you go into a, not a sauna, you go, not a steam room, so you go into a dry sauna, a dry sauna, the air temperature, usually you have the option of making it between 175 or 225 degrees. So we see that pretty much the highest temperature a human being can bear is somewhere between 175 and 225 degrees. So you go into a wet sauna, a steam room, with a temperature of 110 degrees, to say the heat index is 190, Sunday, April 24th. Get the heat index. The National Weather Service has a heat index chart. The heat index was 91 degrees at the time that the temperature was 96 degrees. I don't have the information for what the heat index was or the dew point at the time the temperature was 97 degrees. But the heat index was 91 degrees. That's because a dew point of 31 degrees, when the temperature is 96 degrees, the, evapor the evaporative cooling is extremely intense because there's enormous amounts of evaporation that's taking place because the air is so dry. Therefore, the temperatures actually feel cooler than what a normal 96 degrees would feel like. Now, we mentioned, however, there's another component to this, and I wanted to explain this. We explained that when there's strong winds, especially when you get to 30, 35 miles per hour, those types of winds, if you're on a motorcycle, you're going to feel this, especially in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Motorcycles, cyclists, they know this to be true, those that ride motorcycles, that it's much hotter. It's much hotter in the wind when it's brutally hot. When temperatures are above 95 degrees, it gets hotter. The question is why? Why does the wind, the wind always makes a person feel colder. But when the temperature is 95 degrees or warmer, the wind makes a person feel hotter. And why is that? And I'm going to explain right now that I believe there's two reasons for this. Number one, the reason wind makes you feel cooler, one reason, is because it blows your body heat away. 
Now, your body temperature is 98.6 degrees. So, in theory, let's say, if the temperature is 98.6 degrees out, let's say it's 99 degrees out, so the wind is no longer blowing your body heat away, it's actually blowing suffocating heat in your face. But if that's the case, the question is, how come the wind starts to make conditions feel hotter already at 95 degrees? And the answer to that is because it doesn't have to do with your internal body temperature. It has to do with your skin surface temperature, which is about 95 degrees. So when the temperature is 95 degrees, a wind comes, it makes it feel hotter. That, that At least that component of blowing the body heat away is no longer taking shape over there. It doesn't happen anymore because it's no longer blowing the body heat away. But there's a much more significant cooling effect that happens due to the wind blowing, and that's called evaporative cooling. Your body sweats, and the process of the evaporation of the sweat cools your body off. That's the natural air conditioner. It's when the That's when the energy of the, the temperature Those temperatures go down because the energy gets transferred into the evaporation process. Evaporating the the sweat requires energy, and it robs the air of its heat. So the temperatures go down, and it makes you feel cooler. Now, but if it is so hot and it is so dry that the evaporation is taking place so quickly that you don't even have a chance to get wet. There's not even a chance to get wet. So then the air conditioning, the natural air conditioning system of the body completely shuts down, just like it does in humid air, which is amazing. In humid air, because it's so humid, the evaporation rate goes way down. So the body no longer has an effective natural air conditioning. The body doesn't have a way to cool itself off because the sweat's not evaporating in an efficient way. So the temperatures feel much warmer. It's very similar in a hot, when it's hot and dry and windy. If it should be humid out, interestingly enough, if it's humid out and it's 95 degrees, the wind will make it feel cooler because the evaporation rate is not Around May 11th, there's a winter. It's every year around this time we get our final blast of cold air that comes into the region. This should be the cold air. It's been unseasonably cold on the West Coast. That air is coming to our area. This upper level ridge is moving off to the east. The trough on the West Coast is moving to our area. One would think that that should be the air. That should be the air, that final blast of cold air. Realize, it's been unseasonably cold over there. Also realize that it's hard to remember because it's been so hot the past couple days. But just this past April, we had unusually cold air aloft. Actually, it was record-breaking cold continuously. In the atmosphere, upper atmosphere, we had record-breaking cold. There's plenty of it. Forecasters already from a week and a half ago... We're not expecting a return to the cold air, as the Des Moines National Weather Service pointed out the best. Louisiana also pointed it out, but the Des Moines has so much more significance to it because if there's going to be a city that gets affected by the cold air, it's going to be Des Moines. And they said we're no longer expecting high temperatures to fall under 60 degrees. Well, 
And then you have Chicago with the 46-degree water lake. And we're dodging that bullet too. But next week, the air is coming here. It's going to be a moderated form. Temperatures might even be above normal by the time the air hits here. Another heat wave develops in the southern plains, the desert southwest, and in Texas for next week. It's going to try to spread into the Midwest. It doesn't look like it's going to make it at this time, but it's just... Looks like it's going to be a real nice week. That's the three bullets that we're dodging. The warm and humid weather is expected to continue through Friday and Shabbos. The ridge is breaking down slightly. That means there probably will be a little bit more clouds. Temperatures will be a little bit cooler. That also decreases the chances of having a lake breeze, a real significant lake breeze. And what also needs to be discussed, we have to revisit the cornfield issue and the dust bowl years, because if one reflects upon the past few days, they might have some serious questions in regards to how much of an influence did the farmers really have on those dust bowl years in the 1930s, and how much of an influence did the cornfields really have on Midwest humidity. Thank you for listening. I wish everyone a wonderful night. We have blazing heat that's coming out of Pakistan right now, blowing into the India area. These are called the Lu winds. It's difficult to figure out whether there's an official Lu wind that has developed or not, but the India Meteorological Department has issued orange-level warnings in effect for parts of the Delhi, along with four other states in India, where temperatures are rising into the mid-100-teens. Some places have reached 45 degrees Celsius, other areas are expecting to reach 50 degrees Celsius. That's 122 degrees Fahrenheit. The Lu winds, if this is the Lu winds, winds that come out of Pakistan that are extremely hot and dry. And as we've mentioned before, the drier it is, the hotter it will feel when it's windy outside because the evaporation rate is so intense that your body never gets wet. So there is no evaporative cooling effect. There's very little on your body. So the body has no way for cooling itself off. Just like we say in hot and humid weather, the body has very little way of cooling itself off. It's worse in hot, dry, windy weather, as can be seen from the motorcycle races in Kansas, where there's more heat illnesses on windy days when temperatures are above 95 degrees than humid days without the wind. There will be some relief coming to New Delhi. Delhi, India, by May 2nd or so as a weather disturbance moves across the area. That's what they say. The, their meteorological department, that's what they're saying. You know, the Lu winds are very, it's really fascinating stuff. Some think that it produces different types of illnesses in the body, but the truth of the matter is it's been reported for for over a hundred years already that many of the illnesses die. They die out with the Lu winds. The mosquito population goes away, things die, the birds die, things die. So the, the various insects that are spreading disease, all of these things die. People could look it up themselves if they're interested in that topic and to see its impact on COVID or not. I, I would think if there's anything, any type of weather phenomena that maybe could do something on a disease, it would be the Lu winds. These winds, they 
but they're really they bring in very powerful heat. We have our own fire hazards taking place over here, the strongest of which is in South Texas by the Rio Grande Village area, probably by Midland, Texas, where relative humidity is dropping to 4%. Relative humidity when it comes to fire danger is a more accurate way to figure out the danger than dew point, despite the fact that dew point is a more accurate way to measure the humidity. They have strong winds, very dry vegetation over there, and hot temperatures. The only National Weather Service that I've been able to find that actually mentions the temperatures in their forecast besides the East Coast, they have fire hazards as well. New Jersey, Passaic, New Jersey, New York City, Philadelphia, places like that. I would imagine Lakewood, New Jersey as well. They have their own fire hazards, but it's a different type. So they mention temperatures. In New Jersey, they mention temperatures just to verify, just to inform the public that indeed it will be fire spreading conditions. The limit on that, the, the minimal temperature has to be 60, in some areas 50. So they inform the public that it will be in the low 60s. But elsewhere, temperatures are not really brought up until you go into Oklahoma, where high temperatures are forecasted to be in the mid to upper 90s. The combination of those really hot temperatures, mid to upper 90s, along with low relative humidity, which for them is between 5 and 10%, 5 and 10%, not 4%, that's for Texas, along with winds. Here's another very interesting terminology. 20 mile per hour winds, 20 foot waves of 20 mile per hour winds. Now, when you first see that, you think there must be a typo. Why are they riding waves? There's no lake there. There's no marine forecast. What are the waves all about? So normally, this is the deal. In many areas, normally the winds are taken, the wind speeds officially are taken at a level 33 feet above the surface in many locations. But in order to figure out what type of weather will spread fires, the best location to take those winds are 20 feet above the surface. So when they say 20 foot waves, that means that the waves, the wind speeds 20 feet above the surface will be such and such, whatever it's going to be. So they're measuring, they're very exact on their measuring when it comes to fire. They measure the winds differently, although some say that even the official wind speeds might actually be taken at 20 feet above the surface in some locations. But the, these wind speeds could be different than the official that's measured at the airport. These wind speeds could be different. It's called the 20 foot waves wind speeds. That in combination with dry vegetation, low, super low humidity, it doesn't even have to be as low as it is. It just has to be under 15%. You know, on the East Coast, relative humidity 10 to 15%, not 4%. Temperatures low 60s, not 90s. And the vegetation, I doubt it's as dry as it is in Texas and places like that. But they have their own fire. They have red flag warnings up in New Jersey as well, New York, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And we have another area of red flag warnings out in the plains and New Mexico and the desert southwest, included in Arizona, parts of Oklahoma, Texas, and even in Kansas as well. The red flag warnings remain in effect. This is in response to 
a lot of things, as we've mentioned, but the storm system that's developing over in the plains, that's responsible for bringing strong northwest winds into Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado also has a red flag warning. Relative humidity, 10 to 15%. They mentioned, granted, that the fire weather risk is higher when you go south of Denver and when you go north of Denver, but it remains high in Denver as well, so there's red flag warnings for them as well. There's a question-answer session. He's the expert. And he said, he pointed out one thing. He said the Midwest farmers are benefiting from climate change. Tuesday afternoon, July 20th, and Lighten Canada, I think that's how you pronounce it, L-Y-T-T-O-N, just for a few minutes, maybe more. Uh, this is a city that hit 121 degrees back in June. Just unbelievable heat, 121 degrees. That is hotter than it's ever been in any area in South America, any place in Europe. Any place in Europe, 121 degrees. It's hotter than just about every single state here in the United States. There's only been four states that have been that hot here in the United States. Arizona, Nevada, Utah, and California, I believe. But Las Vegas has never been that hot, 121 degrees. But that's not really what I wanted to speak about because that was a freak occurrence. The thing about light in Canada, and this is something that some of the weather apps, if you look at some of these weather apps that are connected to AccuWeather, you will see that the forecast highs are in the 80s, but yet you'll see the current temperatures are in the 100s mid-90s to mid-hundreds. Usually they peak into the hundreds every single day, every single day. It's absolutely amazing. And you'll see most cities, as the temperature goes up, they change the forecast high. But on these AccuWeather, uh, these apps that are connected to AccuWeather, they don't change the forecast high. Not only that, but if you go into the records and check what the, the actual high was, high was only in the 80s. But yet you could witness the current temperatures every single day surpassing 100 degrees. Today, already as of this morning, it was 97 degrees in light in Canada. Forecast high today, 87 degrees. And if you look at the records, you'll see the actual high temperature today is probably going to end up being closer to 87 degrees. Yet, if you pay attention to the hourly temperatures at light in Canada, you will see temperatures from 97 this morning, they're likely already in the hundreds. And it's been like that for a while. So I want to point out there's at least two other cities which are going through a similar thing, possibly a third city in Australia. So the two other cities are Rio Grande Village, Texas, and to some extent, Death Valley, California. So Rio Grande Village, Texas, the deal with that city, on some websites, you will see the actual temperatures are about 15 degrees hotter than what the forecast highs are. You'll see that whatever, and on the weather map, if you see temperatures are in the 90s in West Texas, so approximately, let's say it's 95 degrees, you could be almost guaranteed that at Rio Grande Village, it's going to be 110 degrees. 
And you're left with the question of how come you don't see any hundreds in the weather map. You, you don't see in hundred and teens. You don't even see any hundreds in Texas. Many times you have to go to Arizona before you start seeing hundreds. Yet there is a city, a town, a village in Texas that is hitting, that is surpassing 100, even up to around 110 degrees. So I think that the websites need to work on this. But the official reporting station, the official reporting station, you know, I don't really know how to explain it. But the official reporting station 